Tonight, we welcome Fall Children to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Fall Children is a hardcore punk band from Ukiah that has played the stage a number of times and has a lot of momentum going into this, the summer of 2019. Tonight, we'll learn about who these people are, why they make this music, and later, they'll play a collection of songs. Please welcome to the program, Fall Children. Fall Children, hey. welcome. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. Usually, uh, we, you know, well, I'm not even going to go into that. They don't need to know. What did today look like for everybody? Well, for me, um, I had my regular get up, go to work. You, uh, you plumbed. I plumbed. What did you do? Um, well, it's, it's my birthday today. Fuck! So. <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy yeah. birthday! Yeah. Whoa! So, um, yep. Yeah, no, Whoa. I literally couldn't think 19. of spending any other way of having my birthday on it. It's a... It might what be the I'm, best, what I'm saying be the is best birthday of your life. Yes. Yeah, I mean, thus exactly. far anyway. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, oh, look at that. Yeah. What a commemoration. We could sing, but that's not this group's vibe. No. This is yeah. a punk band. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's we not, don't it's sing. It's not a QC folk band. Uh, okay, so we had plumbing. We had birthday. Mm-hmm. We had, what you know, you don't have to, you know, whatever you want to share. Well, I mean, yeah, I just had kind of a frantic day. Floated down the river. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a nice day, you know, going on the river was cool. It was really hot. Yeah. Um, but then, like, while we were just in the middle of the river, Sasha called me. Yeah. And, no, uh, I, what what we keep alluding to here, yeah. folks, is that uh, this was scheduled for tonight. Some calendars weren't updated, and this almost didn't happen, and now we're here. Yeah. This is all building towards something bigger. Maybe. I don't know. We don't have an outline because of that. <laughs> but Aiden, uh, and, and finally you, your day, just a word. What did you do? I just um, I got ready for a trip I'm going on tomorrow to yeah. Baltimore. What time do you leave? 8.30 p.m. So we, these, these were good days that we had. Yes, very these good These were days. good days. Mm-hmm. Would you say that this is a group of anxious people? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You say no. I mean, yeah. yeah um, no, it's no, okay. no, no, it's okay to be different. You, you don't feel that anxious, or you do? I mean, d- definitely sometimes, yeah. 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 Because it's like... The, like even being here, you know, it's a little bit... Well, this right now? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just, yeah. I mean this is a spooky thing. Yeah. It's getting recorded, and then it's going to be online forever. Exactly. Yeah, that's fucking scary. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> a um, lot of people get in trouble for that now, actually. That's true. That's, that's why I get a lot of emails the next day that say, please edit this out, edit this out, edit this out, edit this out. Please don't send me that. Um, I guess my question is, it's like, yes, today was good, but maybe there were pockets of anxiety. Would we agree with that? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Yeah? It was not for you. You were on a river having the time of your (laughs) life, but... I don't think I've driven from Chico to here this fast. It's usually a three-hour drive. Oh, you live in Chico? Yeah, I live in Chico. Oh, that's hilarious. I made it about two and a half hours off a three-hour drive. I was really hauling. Yeah. um, But, yeah. (laughs) So you had some anxiety. And and, and I I guess, like, where, uh, you know, the the light prompt that starts this episode is, like, do you ever dial into, like, what it is that makes you feel that way? Me personally, if you guys don't mind me starting this off, I think that it's it has to do a lot with just literally the safety of walking around. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, when you go to school because of so many things that have happened lately and how much exposure we have to the press, um, there's the fear of getting shot. You know what I mean? Like after the Parkland shootings happened and that, you know, a fire alarm was pulled. So everyone went outside the next day at my school, a fire alarm went off. Someone pulled it as a joke. 
you know what I mean? But a lot of us were very, very scared. And things like that in our lives that, you know, you don't think about so much as a little kid when you're going about your day. Um, so, so many instances like that happen every day where it's all like, this could go completely wrong. And I think that ultimately a lot of, at least personally, my anxiety comes from that. Really? So yours is less of like an existential, <laughs> less of an existential dread thing and more of like a, you, you fear oh, that sort of danger. Well, existential dread is, um, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something that I like to push to the side that creates more anxiety for me. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, when, when I immediately being anxious, it is kind of like walking around, looking at everything and sometimes thinking, you know, sometimes it's beautiful. Sometimes everything is great, but there are a lot of moments that for me are influenced particularly, you know, by the people around me, by the press, by where I live, um, that I, I will feel, you know, just a little bit unsafe, you know? Yeah, that's interesting, because usually I, f I always assume that it's just coming from inside people. Like, when I walk around, I don't worry about mm -hmm. my safety. Do you worry about your safety, Tom Gaffney? No, I've already got 64 years through. It's, it's all extra. <laughs> well, the difference for you is that you would actually kind of like it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, not not that you want to die, <laughs> but, fatalist necessarily. Exactly, but, but yeah. you but you're kind of like yeah, you I know. Fully intend I've to come back life. and skate. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, either way. Personally, for me, I don't worry too much for my safety in an everyday sense like that. Passing as someone who's a straight white male, um, it's easy to kind of just like get in a comfort bubble in that sense. I think um, for me personally, a lot of day-to-day -day anxiety, you know, in addition to circumstance that everyone faces on a daily basis comes from just like a very uncertain future, like where we are in the world right now, you know, there's a lot of questions about whether the way we're living as just a people is sustainable. And, you know, it's just hard to think about the small day-to-day -day things when there's this greater question in the back of your mind, like whether or not it's gonna last, you know? Would you say that like, cause you're how old, Aiden? 20. 20. So I've known you for a while. I know you've, you've had some ups and you've had some downs. Would you say that's like been consistently the case? Like these like big world issues have always caused you uh, trouble? Like that th they've influenced you in such a way where you're like, oh gosh, things are hopeless. I would say um, when I was a little bit younger, I was a lot more focused, you know, inward. Yeah. But I think um, the last couple of years, there's just been a lot of things happening that are, you know, a lot of stuff is setting in kind of around the same time. Yeah. And just heavily. And it makes it difficult, I think, to like plan for what your grown up life's going to be. Yeah. And, you know, there's other times in my life where like just on a personal level, I wonder like how sustainable my own life is, you know? And if I may add to that, it also has felt like, you know, in more recent months, um, amongst quite, quite a bit of people that everything is like falling apart. There are so many things happening. I know so many people that are going through personal bullshit right now, like really hard. And that on top of everything that you were just talking about and that I was just talking about really does lead to kind of an overall anxiety, just, you know. Well, I, I, would you say that you have hope for the future or would you say that you lack hope for the future? I think um, for me personally, the last few months in a way have been pretty refreshing on that. Yeah. Um, just as far as my own personal life. What do you think led to that change? Because that's a shift. Um, you know, having the right people to kind of be able to count on 
at one point or another and just um, kind of experiencing a little bit more consistency in my life. Yeah, I mean, it's very powerful, and we all probably know this, but if you don't, I'll say it out loud anyway. It's like if you surround yourself by a bunch of people who are, uh, we use the word toxic, uh, who uh, are not positive, or who even participate in like behavior that is like not good or sustainable, mm-hmm. uh, well, chances are you're going to start to, you know, do that same thing. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, my life is, you know, I feel like I just jumped up out of one and into another. Well, uh, honestly, because I feel like if we were having this interview a year or two ago, I feel like, number one, I feel like you wouldn't really have fully been here. And number two, Very I feel true. like, and I don't say that with any disrespect. Yeah, of course. I, and number two, I think that it would have been a much different circumstance. I don't think would have been a very different interview. Had as much hope. Different yeah. band. Yeah. <laughs> that too. Well, you're, you're kind of newish in this band. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I've played five or six shows with them so far. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we have our other friends here. We have <laughs> anything you want to t- toss into the existential dread conversation? Well, anxiety for me is definitely like you were talking about much, much more, um, internal. Um, <laughs> I right now, like, you know, I, I feel like I, you know, like I want different things and, and stuff like that. And like, I feel like I can do them all at once, but you know, um, you know, I'm just trying to build myself on, on just a, like, a, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. There is a lot that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. There's a lot that you want to do with this life and maybe you want to do it all at once and then yeah. maybe it just gets so overwhelming that maybe stuff doesn't get done and then you start to feel like well gosh am i ever going to do all the things that i want to do and then it becomes Absolutely. disheartening when mm-hmm. you're like well, what have i accomplished i'm of this i'm of that i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not good uh, everyone else is better and then the negative cycle of thinking yeah Does, would you say that i just read you okay there oh no, yeah no that was uh that was pretty spot on yeah. and also <laughs> you know like to add i think you know, it's understandable to have some worries about making sure like you're building your life on the right foundation. Yeah. You know, knowing you're doing things at the right time or the right way. Absolutely. Especially especially when you're pushed so much by society that you should be doing this or you should be looking this way or your life should be this way. You should have already done this thing. And then you get like a year or two past where people think you should have been. And then you start to think that you're not good. Mm -hmm. Except... John, you're you're 19. You're about to jump in a van. That's true. First off, you're 19 and you're a solid guitar player. (laughs) You're about to jump in a van and go cross country with four friends and play music in all kinds of places you haven't been before. But let's not change the tour to to the subject of tour. I'm not changing the subject to tour, but I'm saying, holy shit, that's a lot more than a lot of people you know got going right now. Don't push it. You're doing good. You're already ahead of the curve. All you guys are. And that's an important, I mean, you make a very important point because like the, uh, I I don't know. I don't know if you look at peers and you think like, uh, why aren't I like them? Do you, do you have that? Um, or they've done so much more than I have at this point. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely do that. I definitely have personally. Yeah. Well, I mean, you make a great point because the adventure that you get to take, I tend to easily, easily be inspired by other people. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe I want to do this. Like, Oh, like I want to be like that, and um, I think know, the important I'm, thing is not losing that. Like I don't, I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. I, I think yeah. that like what the world tries to do to you is like wring that out of you, 
and then you become monosyllab- <laughs> monosyllabotic, maybe. You become one note. You know, you're no longer like trying to achieve this high and going over here and doing this thing. You become monotone, like a lot of the world. And um, you, it, I think the anxiety is, is obviously awful to live with day to day, but I also think that it pressure it, it pushes you to do something like this project. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's by no means like, Oh, it's great that you have it. It's not. It it it's very difficult to live with. But I mean, there is something inside of you that's like pushing you to do a project like this. And um, you know, I I think it's good that you're different. I don't well, think that that's on a bad our baser thing. levels. That's how man survived to get where we are at this point in in, in man's history. It, we needed that anxiety to keep us afraid uh, of the predators, to keep us worried about how to find food and all of that. So there is a natural inclination for us to feel. Uh, and internal anxiety anyway. Uh, but you guys, man, you I hope that you're, and I don't think you're that anxious, uh, that are anxiety-ridden, because you're about to go on an incredible adventure. I hope you guys get every minute of it. Suck that shit in, because you're not going to be coming this way again. You'll be doing it again. But this is going to be, I think, your first cross-country trip. But that's ah. that's the problem with anxiety, though, is it could make that whole trip sort of be in the background of the, like, torment of your mind you yeah. know what i mean yeah that's gone through my mind thinking about it yeah i'm I a very worryful person yeah it's true you in like a very basic safety sense yeah constantly you know what and i've been watching you risk your life for the last uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, since you were 12 for crying out loud yeah holy cow eight there's, years there's no rhyme or reason you. Be afraid of hurting yourself and yet trying as much as you possibly can to do exactly that. Yeah. Wow. And at that point, it's probably more of a control thing. Wow. You know. What a kid. What do you mean by that? You know, in that sense, I'm to some degree in charge of whatever damage or whatever I'm doing to myself. Yet, you know, in the back of my head, I have, you know, I'm afraid to get in a car. A lot of the time, I'm afraid to like... I don't know. I'm mostly afraid of just getting hit by cars, I think. Are you afraid Things like that? Are you afraid of injury? Are you afraid of death? Death probably. Death is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, like a weird back and forth. Yeah. I don't know. One thing I struggle with is like the more comfortable you get as you get older, you know, and like the more you set in the person you're going to be, you become. You, it's not that anxiety goes away, but you just, it, it, I see a lot of people as they get older, like they reach less for new experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's something that has always troubled me about domestication and growing old. And so to Tom's point, I mean, that's why tour is such a cool thing oh, yeah. because uh, you don't, you know, this is not the experience that most normal people get to do. Very true. So you, even if, you know, your mind is a prison and you're feeling unwell a lot of the time, you do get a great adventure in front of you. And to his point, you know, it's like you try to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I don't have any doubt that I'm going to have a hard time enjoying it, you know? Like that is, in the most literal sense, living the dream, you know? Yeah. It's just getting to do that. I, it's funny though. I look back on like the adventures I've taken, and there have been some where I've been like really at ease. It felt good, and like you just you have a great time. Mm-hmm. There's been other times where it's like the the trip or the adventure or the thing is just totally in the background, and it's like my my like pounding chest and my like overactive mind. Just like that is what I've spent the week doing, as opposed to enjoying this great experience that you, I'm on. You know what really helped us, uh, me and John at least. We we just went to Las Vegas a couple weekends ago for the punk rock bowling festival. 
And what, what really helped us like have a good time is we did mushrooms with each other. Yeah. And it was the first time we've ever done a psychedelic with each other. I love that. And I, I, love the, I love the handle <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the audio listener. We did mushrooms with each other. Yeah. Um, but and you know we're we're not you know, we're not big on drugs personally. That's just never been like our thing. Yeah. So it was it definitely was a special thing. And I think that just kind of like breaking that boundary of something that you wouldn't normally do and kind of like, yeah, in a sense, definitely taking that edge off of the whole. I mean, because we're seeing like, you know, Black Flag with Keith Morris, you know, and Fear and all these like amazing bands. And then you're like actually just just tripping and you're just enjoying everything that's going on around you. And you're like, oh my gosh. So you got the yin and the yang here. You've got person who's never done mushrooms and you've got man who perhaps maybe, I don't know, maybe has before. We certainly, we can't. Probably once or twice. Yeah, I, we I, certainly, I don't, I don't I, know. I couldn't possibly exactly. remember. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Jim and Tom, uh, the show does not condone drug use of any kind. <laughs> However, now that the advisory has been made, mm-hmm. do you feel like that changed you fundamentally? I, um, yes, very much so. Um, I, right before... Uh, we went on that trip. I just lost, you know, lost my job, lost my girlfriend, had to move back to Chico. You know, just all of this stuff that, you know, was kind of like coming down. A lot of people that I thought that were around me and were there for me weren't, you know, and it really kind of did help me like weed out the people that were like we were just talking about earlier, those toxic people. Yeah. Um, and I really, I mean, I've always, there's just something, punk rock bowling is like, it, it's a really cool thing that people want to do want to go to and I never thought that we'd actually wind up like going to it but there definitely still was anxiety going down there like you know we were up for about 42 hours because the people that we were with decided to drive overnight and we were in a really small car didn't sleep or do anything not at all and so getting there and you know we wake up the next day and we're like you know our heads are still kind of like they're they're running you know we have so much on our mind we have so much going on in our lives right now and then it Doing mushrooms and just being in a, a fun environment just kind of taught me, like, you can still have fun throughout all of this stuff, you know? So that's that's the insight you gleaned. You no, can, that's okay. not everything. Because <laughs> okay. um, I'm not interested in, like, the trip. You no, know, the, no, the no, tri- no. The tripping no, is, like, whatever. Let me, but it's the, like, l- you, let me give it you, to you. you remove <laughs> from the trip and you're like, you know, I never thought about it that way. Well, okay. One big thing, I mean, I, so I have been talking about the idea of fun and like, I, I do believe that that is a core, something that I believe that I don't necessarily always have. I'm always someone that's very stressed out, worried about the next move, you know, wants everything to go right. Definitely a little bit of a control freak. Um, <laughs> I mean, seriously, that, that's why we were saying we kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, like, so much of that always gets in the way, whether it, whether it be anything in my regular day life, getting up for work, going on tour, doing anything that I could possibly have so much fun doing. And it just, I will just cut that out because there's a task at hand. There's something that I have to do. Yeah. But you also feel like maybe if you allow yourself to have fun, maybe the thing won't get done. Yeah. I, I, for me anyway, it has always been like, well, somebody has got to like be the one pushing it forward. Oh, totally. You know, it's like the, the, you you can have fun looking back at it later on, Mm -hmm. which is not right. Like you can, you can have both. Yeah. Balance is important. So this is something you've gleaned that you need to have more fun. Oh, I definitely do. I mean, like I've, I've had a lot of great experiences. I have, you know, I would, I would say that up to this point in my life, you know, I'm very happy with, you know, what, what I have accomplished, you know, what I've done, where I've, you know, lived, whatever it may be. I'm very happy with it. But, you know, from this point moving forward, I can have 
a little more fun. Yeah, you know have what I some mean? more fucking fun. Already. I really do need to. <laughs> this, this is your personal commentary on this man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Saja holds the majority of the responsibilities for this band in a lot of ways on his back, um, especially being the only one who has driven up until this point. That's like <laughs> this is a thing. young band, everyone. I, I feel band. for him so hard every show because usually it's somewhere pretty far away and he's the only one that can ever drive. Yeah. And um, I, I think, uh, you know, for one, that, that should be addressed. But, <laughs> Thank but you. What I'm saying is... You guys um, haven't addressed that yet? I mean... <laughs> Well, yeah. birthday boy got his permit today. Okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. How old are you, birthday boy? Um, 19, 19. 19, okay. But Congratulations. Anyways. I didn't yeah. drive till I was 18 or 19, so, you know. Yeah, just, just have some more fun. Thank God. Thank you. Do us course. all a favor. I appreciate the support a lot. You say do us all a favor because you feel like you've suffered at the hands no. of no, I don't, I get of really no fun, mean. Sasha. No, I get really mean. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be honest. How do you feel about I'd love to talk about that because mm-hmm. um, Tom and I have different anger styles. Yes. Tom and I have different anger styles. I'm like methodical anger style. Yeah. I'm, uh, maybe you are too. Maybe you, you get it alone and you and the machinations start and you start like thinking about things and you think too much. <laughs> and then uh, you uh, maybe you hold maybe you hold on to stuff a lot. Perhaps I don't know. I don't know. I I think that I do. Tom Gaffey does not. Tom Gaffey he feels it, he shows it, and then it's it's and done. It's gone. And it's an honorable way to do that, in my opinion. Yeah. No, well, you. I've got a bad memory. I would. <laughs> People will come and, and apologize to me. This this I feel that <laughs> I got apologized. Uh, this girl came and apologized to me for something she'd done in the theater a couple of weeks ago. And that happens a God, lot, huh? I couldn't remember. I don't even remember it happening. Yeah. I just. I, so yeah, I think blowing it out quickly. Dude, it's gone. Yeah. You got a bad memory. It doesn't even. I think it's with. two separate issues, but I, yes, I agree. I'd pick that kind <laughs> of anger any day. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you can pick it though. I mean, yeah, like no, I think I think you, really you can can't. train yourself how to how to uh, respond no, to the I, feelings you I have. I mean, I mean, I would pick that response oh, okay. to me personally. Yeah, I feel you know I, I feel as though you're talking about that methodical anger. Yeah, I definitely grew into that more. Yeah, um, I you know I definitely used to outburst more. You know, when you were a kid. Yeah, like a baby. Yeah, no, around yeah. the time you know middle school, I kind of got into that more like how can I you know manipulate this situation you know what can i do um but the only time where i will go out you know and kind of let all that out is when i don't feel as though i can come up with a solution to something you know it will be totally methodical and like total you know you'll you'll think so hard how can i do this how can i either how can i get out of this how can i you know but once it gets to that overwhelming standpoint, I just can't think straight. Well, to me, it, methodical doesn't mean that like you have like a well-reasoned response and that you're like good in how you process your anger. No, no. Oftentimes you're like shitty and passive-aggressive. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I feel it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, do you do you find yourself? And you know, this is now we're getting real. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself somebody who uh, sometimes explodes and like yell or gets upset and like says things, perhaps to some friends who are in your band and others, and uh, and then like. Like later you're like gosh I wish I hadn't been so mad there maybe two minutes later yeah. I will think that it's like any time that I do something like bad to someone whether it's I have the intention of doing it or not just like almost immediately afterwards I'm like wow I feel like shit yeah. you know like I cannot believe that I just did that said that what have you yeah. you know but you know where you guys actually, and I don't know if you realize it, but I've been watching you play for a couple of years. Yeah. And where you guys actualize a lot of your anger is right there on the stage. Oh, you yeah. guys are blown out an incredible amount of energy, and it is a directed energy, and it does seem to be uh, directed at something that is important to you guys. Uh, so there's a way of actually actualizing that and blowing that anger through 
Oh, totally. You do it well. Yeah, I was going to get to that. I mean, you know, you talk about your personal anger and, you know, you obviously just went through some things and we got some new material out of it. You know, there's there's that in a positive light. Yeah, yeah no, the, um, um, if I may, the first song that we played, uh, Pure Thoughts, was definitely something that's, uh, it, we haven't like released it yet. We probably won't for a while. Let's but, go into Pure Thoughts. Yeah, no, that's literally, um, it's just the lyrics that I have there. It's, it's not too long or anything, but it's just what I feel, you know. It's, and what do you feel? I hate everything. Okay, mm-hmm. a good start. Uh, yeah. Thesis statement. The, I hate everything that walks in front of me. Okay. The cynics got a hold of me. Okay. I'm so clogged up, it's hard to shit. I feel that. Time to get rid of nicotine. Banging my head up against a wall. To feel again, I try. Everything that makes me hurt. I don't know the last time I cried. When's the last time you cried? Well, after that, it didn't take too long because my girlfriend broke up with me. So I <laughs> um, <laughs> Had it been a while prior to that, though? Yeah. yeah, no, it definitely, it, it was kind of one of those things um, where you don't know what to do. You know, you can't, you're, you're, you're really into that limbo of like, I don't feel what I want to feel. And I want to feel something that I really, you know, don't feel, you know, you're just kind of like, you're back and forth. And it just stays there sometimes really hard. And I know everyone has had something like that in their lives. And it just, it, it eats at you. And it just felt so good, though, to put that, you know, on paper, you know, to write it, you know, and it the, it came really fast. Yeah, I just, like, went somewhere, wrote it, came back to John. I'm like, hey, you got to listen to this. This is cool, you know. Yeah. And those, you know, like you were saying, the correct outlet for this kind of stuff, yeah. I feel instantly better anytime when we all, f- like, come together and rehearse the song for the first time, like, always that first time going through it. It's just like everything boils up and it's like, okay, we can work on it now. But that, now that emotion, like those feelings that I was thinking, they're not gone. They're just dealt with. Well, uh, Aiden, you mentioned control earlier. I feel like control is a big thing for you. Oh, gosh. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the, the clogged up emotions, the clogged up tear ducts, the clogged up like all, all the stuff that you, you're not really feeling everything because the feelings get in the way of getting stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's 100% true. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and how long ago did the breakup happen and all that? Um, it happened, the date uh, specifically is May 6th. Yeah. What just happened is that we got back from a show in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I won't go too into detail, obviously, out of you know, yeah. just confidentiality. Yeah, confidentiality. I'd have total respect. Yeah. Um, and I would never want to talk bad about this person that no. we broke up. You know, I think they're great. Yeah, no, they're amazing. Wish that, you know... Yeah, things have gone differently. Yeah, no. but also you know that's mm-hmm. the way the cookie crumbles. No, and and so we just got back from a show. You know, we had drinking like wine earlier. So you know, when you're kind of in that midday hungover thing, and like it's it's already hard. You know, it's ten o'clock at night. I got work the next morning. Yeah. Um. Then yeah, got the news about that. Couldn't work through a conversation. Next day, woke up, had to quit my job because my boss made me pick between the band and work. <sighs> So, you know, you're living through a defining moment right now. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, I, I don't want to leave anger behind quite yet. What would you say makes you the angriest? <sighs> or like, not not like specific um, thing, but just like yeah. what you think. Because obviously, no. you know, we're going to talk politics in a little bit. I'm sure uh-huh. that makes you angry. No, but, but I, I got what you mean. Yeah. Um, what makes me the angriest is for some reason I have... Um, a really, really bad habit of being like 
unpleased or thinking things are not tasteful, you know? And that's what I was kind of talking about with that fun earlier. Sometimes I'll even get mad at myself because I'm thinking about that. But my anger, I think, really comes from, like, this wanting of something and never fully getting it. This is some overlap with our man, John. Here. Oh, he's been my best yeah. friend for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, I you, love this you said a version of that earlier. And then more overlap to what you were saying, Aiden, which is like, I'm sure this manifests itself in this band quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have visions for a certain sound, a certain energy, a certain perfection Mm -hmm. when it doesn't happen because this is a four-person operation. But, you know, uh, (laughs) is is it ever going to happen? Who can really say? I really don't know. know. What do you you mean by that? What do you mean by that? (laughs) We're not getting what we want. No, of course not. How many people do you know have exactly everything they want? Yeah. No one. No, I think specific to the band, that's not a bad thing to never be satisfied. Right. Otherwise, why would we get better? Right. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. And it's the stuff you didn't know you wanted. Exactly. That comes to you that just blows you away. Holy shit, I had no idea about this. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. I want more of this now. Well, then you don't get any more. But off. you got what you got. Now move on to something new that you didn't know you wanted. The totally. voice of God. Because we're going to keep coming. I love Tom. Always all kinds of cool stuff that you just kind of get flowing down to you. Yeah. Outside of the band, where does uh, that sort of dissatisfaction manifest itself? Um, hold on, just let me think for like one second. <laughs> the silence is good. Cool. The people are like, fuck, he's going to say something. Oh, yeah. Better be profound. No, no, no. Don't, no, 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 no I'm not going to. Hey. I'm not trying to make it profound at all. No. no. Um, taking care of myself, if I'm being completely honest. I have, you know, always kind of had a struggle with that, whether it be uh, eating, emotional, just all those basic things that you need to do to stay healthy. Uh, in this last year, after I graduated high school, I tried to make it on my own, move back to my hometown. And I was just constantly sick. You know, I quit cigarettes. I was still sick. I. When I would never want to talk to anyone, just like all of this, just regular, regular stuff everyone feels all the time. But I felt as though I was feeling, you know, it all at once. And I believe that in my life there has been a repetition of that and I've never really done anything to fully deal with it. So I would say more, most of this anger comes from the unwillingness to take the time to take care of myself. I feel you real hard in that area. I mean, for me personally, and this also contributes to a lot of my anger is just, um, you know, throughout my life, I've been very consistently experiencing just usually minor, but just if nothing else, obnoxious health issues. And I'm just always like in some level of discomfort and I'm always having trouble taking care of myself because it feels pointless, you know, when you're like, I'm going to feel bad anyways. And Mm -hmm. you and yeah, it just kinda. And then you like try and do one thing and you think you're like, oh, I'm good. And then you just don't do the next thing. Yeah. 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 That happens all the time. <laughs> well, and that's a, that's a good minor example of uh, a lot of the sort of stuff that we talk about uh, just more broadly, which is, and I don't mean minor to downplay it because it's obviously yeah. very serious. But what I mean is it's, it's like, like you were saying, it's like you, you, or you with the band, it's like you try to do something, you try to further something in your life and then like you hit a road bump and then like this sense of hopelessness can come in and then you almost want to like throw it all away, which of course, if you like step back, you're like, well, that's silly. It's like you, you get back and you keep going. But in that moment. <laughs> and, 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 and sometimes those moments last days and weeks. Oh, you yeah. Know? And I think perhaps that is like one of the ways I see anxiety manifest itself in, in me and the people around me is that that sort of like thinking that just is not real. 
yeah. which is like, you know, which is like, it's not, it doesn't make sense to try to take care of myself because I'm going to feel bad anyway. Yeah. And it's irrational, but it's, but we all have it. It's what you experience. Exactly. Time. Yeah. We all like it. You feel it. It feels very real. It's uh, you know, one of those like broken radar moments in our mind. Yeah. One uh, of many, one of many. Yeah. Love does it. Oh yeah. Substance, <laughs> sub, substance does it. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. You know, with the music, you probably have a pretty good radar about like where you want to go and what you want to do. You yeah. know, I think you're probably all pretty aligned in like what what the yeah. what the overall goal is yeah, here. Joining this band for me personally, it was a very big step in the right direction oh, as in, far in as life. you know, knowing what I want to do and what you know, just the difference in playing the music that I'm really happy to be playing. Well, I mean, I, I would not to yeah. not to say that I know what you're feeling, but I feel like the sense of purpose and the sense of like a, a shared sort of vision together feels pretty good to have. Yeah, it's, you know, it's something I haven't experienced in a while and it's uh, it's cool and it it validates like a lot of the work that I have been putting in just in my personal life over the last however long, you know. Yeah. It's like what we were talking about, you know, toxic people throughout most of this. Um, this is the first time that I've personally been in a band where it's all like, it's, you know, three homies that are down to do it. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen a lot with, I've been quite a few bands. We've had member changes, what have you, but this, like what we got, like kind of going right now, we are all very willing to work on whether it be our instruments, ourselves, whatever. And that whole vibe just literally like, as soon as like this all came together, it changed my vibe. You know, I really do my best, you know, better myself or, you know, for myself, of course, but also like for my three fucking homies right here, you know? Do you feel like you have become less toxic over time? Oh, yeah. I would say that I believe up until the point about, you know, 14, 15, I wouldn't want to, you know, I wouldn't want to meet that kid. You know, maybe not all the way up until there, but I'd say between like nine and 15, I really, there's parts of it I love. I love the memories, of course. But I don't think that necessarily I was in the right, you know, I was I, I wasn't in a good headspace. You know what I mean? I always I always felt that there was something really bad happening. Um, but just kind of really throughout time, you know, when just life changes and everything, you, you I just kind of grew out of that. And of course, there's parts of me that are still, you know, I would love to work on and love to not be there. But definitely, as you know, right now way less of a toxic person to be around that I was a minute ago. What was the nine to 15, something really bad happening feeling? Okay. <laughs> um, John was here for this one. Uh, I was fucking, I was bullied hella in school. Yeah. Um, you know, it c- kind of comes with the long hair and having the name Sasha, you know what I mean? You know, it's a good name. Thank you. Well, you know, it starts out the it. whole, g- thank you. It starts out the whole like girl, you know, you're a girl sausage, salsa, whatever. Yeah. And what, I mean, like, what was the most clever bullying? oh gosh honestly like sausage is pretty clever sausage that one was pretty good um for the, like because i don't know why i found this funny but people you know uh they had the sasha touch mm-hmm. and i thought that was funny because yeah. you know no one you know if you had the sasha touch you have to run away blah 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 and it's all like but then everyone would just fucking leave that's, me alone i mean that's yeah. <laughs> that's cruel in a way but also mm-hmm. like right on well what are you what that's, you know what am i gonna think you know that's preferable to you know a more a less passive type of bullying. Well, I'll, if you guys find me taking this, John was actually here for this one. Um, definitely what kind of like started off, I was actually nine years old too. What started off this downward spiral is like, I've, you know, I've been bullied. I know what that feels like. 
but when we went to Catholic school together, I straight up, you know, by about four or five other kids in the class. Just got, what school? Uh, St. Mary's Catholic School. Yeah, in Santa Rosa? Uh, no, this was in Ukiah. Okay. I, am, um, I just got fucking pushed into a urinal full of piss and just flushed on, and they just took my shoes and shit. You know, I, bet it, I bet it wasn't well hydrated. Oh, God, I bet it was no. yellow, and I bet you it's, could smell it. Because yeah, children no. don't know about hydration. No, of course not. Yeah. That's why, you know. So that's the grossest that's, urine is the yeah, dehydrated urine. Yeah, that's exactly. That's exactly what the grossest urine is. It's dehydrated you. urine. I agree. Yes. But, you know, and it's like all that shit, you know, fucking, you know, throwing my shoes, whatever. And that part, you know, whatever shit happens, like people go through that in their life. But what got me about all that is that the next day I was the one that got, you know, suspended because I called someone an asshole. And so it just, you know, kind of started this whole like thing in my mind. It's all like I'm put in these situations like, am I putting myself in there? You know, but it's like valid and invalid at the same time. I feel like that's a super common experience for people who get bullied, especially in elementary school is the frustrating fact that you usually, you get punished for retaliating in any way. And a lot of times they can get off the hook more or less. Totally. And it's really not, you know, when it comes to that, it's not about turning the other cheek. You know what I mean? I mean, like that's what, you know, that's what would, the administration or staff or whatever would like love to see happen and then just not talk about it, you know, keep it under the radar, you know, no parents need to know or whatever. But I also don't, you know, I don't like turning the other cheek. I like standing up for myself. <laughs> uh, you know, elementary school's kind of like, uh, I mean, uh, prison in a way. It's like oh. you got to punch back. Find the biggest five-year-old and beat him up. Exactly. That's, that's how <laughs> I mean, you if you're if you're I five too. I shouldn't do that. Only if you're five. <laughs> so anyway, this happened, and this like switched something in your head. I will. I will say, switch something in my head because you know when I started because there was a uniform at that school when I, so I started going to other schools and dressing how I wanted to. You know, purple pants. You know, like cut off tees, like whatever. You know, again, long hair. Sasha looked like a girl. You know, girl bullshit. You know, bullying like whatever you know and so but that definitely did kind of start off this uh pretty much this just collateral effect of everywhere i went i wanted to push the bar and definitely provoke and announce my presence but then feel like shit once i did that because everyone gave a ride back to me you know what i mean but so okay go ahead oh i was just gonna add and like also you know that experience kind of it it creates a lot of resentment towards just authority in general too yeah, going through that. Definitely. I, I appreciate you sharing that because that is a defining Sasha moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. I don't share that too often. <laughs> no, I mean, and how do you feel like you came out of that? I mean, I know that like you probably still haven't. I mean, well, we all we all carry stuff. I mean, yeah. I know I know Tom does too. We can talk about it in a minute. Mm-hmm. But like, there's there's stuff that we, you you never fully get over, even if it feels yeah. dumb as you get older. But obviously, you say 15, you sort of became well definitely because you know more important things started happening in my life like obviously your your childhood roots how your brain is probably gonna go you know what i mean but once time goes on you start realizing you know things that you have to focus on like big thing big changes around you things that are happening in general that kind of stuff it's not like it gets pushed back or forgotten about but you start to realize like I can't fixate on these things because I'm not going to change. If I stay in this one place, I'm just going to stay in that one place. You know what I mean? What about other people at the table? The the thing that makes you the angriest. I think this is interesting stuff. I mean, this is a hardcore punk band, yeah. folks. This is a hardcore punk band. So when you're just thrashing. Um, well, also for me, I don't know if this would be the biggest thing, but one that came to mind since you brought it up is also not being listened to is... Um, it 
yeah, it has kind of the same effect on me and brings me back. And it, that's also, you know, it's a common thing that creates the feeling of hopelessness. Feeling invalid really sucks. Yeah, or just like, you know, feeling invisible in one way or another, or just, um, you know, or feeling ignored is equally or more frustrating. And that's where control and power become interesting dynamics because it really only matters if the person is someone you hold in high esteem or somebody who has some sort of control or power over you. Mm -hmm. If it's somebody who you think is an asshole and you could just as soon never see again, it's like, great. I'm I'm glad that you're not interacting with me or whatever. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. What about our two friends? Our Um, two, our two. Well, Touching on what um, what what Aiden said, I mean, like I, especially like feeling invisible. Like I, I grew up in a family with like a lot of, um, a lot of, like just I grew up with a lot of siblings. How many? Six. Wow. Other than me, and um, did you know that before now? I knew you had a lot. I didn't know the exact number. Oh uh, yeah, no. That's um, ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah, no. So the house was absolutely always always crowded. Small house. And um, yeah, it's easy to you yeah, know, no, fly under the rug. Are you the youngest? Uh, no, I'm second to youngest. Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Like feeling invisible absolutely sucks. Yeah, and what I think is interesting about it is like these are not things that go away. You know. Yeah. He's mid sixties, I'm mid thirties, you're late teens. But these are these are things that stick with you forever. Yeah, but those are the things that drive you though. Uh that, that kinda uh, move you forward in, in many ways. They can hold you back if if you let the anger take over. Yeah. But if it's something you will not let happen again and you know the reason why you won't, uh it will keep moving you forward. You know, and it'll you can work with it. Well, and with you uh, as the, you know, curator of the Phoenix, I yeah. mean you having this role gives you a sense of autonomy in your personal life. Kind of. And you as an anarchist believe that, yeah. and sorry to people who listen to every episode, we've talked anarchy like fucking 10 yeah, times yeah. in the last all 10 right, episodes. All right, we'll but, it. Here but, we go again. But, but you believe that no man should have any power over another no, man. Yeah, correct. And, or, uh, yeah, or, or, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, no person no, should have any yeah. power over another person. Correct. Um, and I so agree. that's why you're uh, well-suited for this job. Kind of, it works. And I try and remember when somebody needs to be listened to. The, the, one of the biggest lessons I ever had was uh, one of my best friends who was no longer with us. Uh, when he was 10 years old, uh, we were having, we were a movie theater in those days, and we had a bunch of video games. And this kid, Nate, was just all over me. Then. Can I get a quarter? I need a quarter for a video game. I need a quarter for a video game. And boom, I'm flashing a quarter, and I'm trying to walk, and he's at my heels. Finally, in the middle of that whole thing, I turned around and said, Nate, I don't have time to hear you right now. I didn't say hear you, but I don't have time. That's what he thought I was saying. I don't have time for you right now. I'm kind of busy. Whoa, and as soon as, it, as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I knew, boom, I had to stop. I grabbed him and I said, Nate, when you need me, uh, you, and this is a kid, that I'll tell every kid this, and I probably told you this, I hope, Aiden. Yeah. If you need me and I'm in my head and you need me out of my head, you can tell me, Tom, I need you right now. I need to speak to you now. Uh, and every kid has that option. And yeah. that I learned from not feeling good about not being heard when I was a little guy. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it drove me in the way that I kind of react with everybody else. 
So uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. learn a lesson from yeah. I learned I learned that lesson in, in negative uh, experience. Yeah, and I and and I was able to use it to I hope help. Yeah, or I would say my job better. Definitely, you have nothing but a good reputation amongst <sighs> literally everyone I know. So it definitely has helped. You know this 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 young man rolling on a river. You know, just going mm. with the flow, having yeah. a good time <laughs> today. Um, so maybe maybe no anger. You know, maybe you well. Don't. I mean, I'm not really that much of an angry guy. Yeah. Um. I think one thing, like, going back to, like, middle school and stuff that really pissed me off and still pisses me off is, uh, is like, when I, I tried really hard, like, in fourth grade and stuff, and, fourth like, fourth grade up to eighth grade, I was really, I was trying to, like, get through school, um, but I feel like a lot of my teachers just, I don't know, they put me down sometimes, and it just kind of discouraged me from trying in school, like, I just, like, no matter how hard I tried to learn new things or, like, get past something, it just... It was so frustrating every single time. I just got really annoyed and pissed off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when somebody's tell, like basically not supporting you, basically yeah. like yeah, making, totally. making you feel like you weren't good at the thing you were trying to mm-hmm. be good at. That's an important time to, you know, yeah. yeah, feel like you're supported. Well, I hope they burn in hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them. I had some cool teachers. Yeah, but just like, the bad ones. Just bad yeah. ones. Yeah, no, good Those ones. Good ones go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> bad ones, see ya. Um, so there is anger inside of you all that is not political. Good. Mm-hmm. We've established that. It's not just a political episode. No. Yeah. We love that. Yeah. I'm because, sure. uh, your music is very political. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> almost exclusively. Almost perhaps exclusively. The first song on this band's, uh, uh, band camp is called Shit Pheasants. Yes, it is. Ooh. Yeah, and I like it yeah. because it's Deep like <laughs> it's like guitars, Sasha. It's like vocals, Sasha. It's like drums, <laughs> Sasha. This is a Sasha Guleff joint. Did I say your last name? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Feeling good about that. Uh, what is a shit pheasant? Uh, okay, a shit pheasant is uh, a line that I heard on Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, and it's a type of bird, a pheasant, right? Yeah, yeah. The song, uh, all of that, that earlier stuff was written on election day that was just i was very mad at everything you know the 2016 election trump became president those are my thoughts on it you were how old Um, when that happened i was 16 yeah and it was kind of like my first like introduction to like wow politics actually really does matter you know for how many people want to talk about separating music from politics that's fine that's you can do that all you want but to me i believe it really does matter um so a shit pheasant just sounds like a dirty insult that no one would say to anyone because it's funny, but it's also, for some reason, that's how I feel. I don't know if that makes any sense, it's just like... Go, go a little deeper. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. want me to go a little well, deeper? Well, no, because I, I, I don't... That's how I, you feel about what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, yeah. On, on stage with Jim and Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Like, um, that's how I feel about... A majority of the faces of the people that have political authority yeah. right now. I have never looked at it as a uh, a Democrat Republican thing. I believe that the parties themselves don't identify what the individual is doing. Um, I have hate on both sides of it. I have love for political figures on both sides of it. But the recent outburst of political figures that have risen to the top yeah 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 risen to the top that have achieved power that have gained something um for their personal needs it's a fucking shit pheasant 
you know like i have have no other way to like say it they're just like they look disgusting to me yeah you know and also it's a funny insult it's a hilarious insult imagine calling someone a shit pheasant sounds good i I like the phrase that's why i asked (laughs) all right i'm a patriot it's the newest dp yes it is um okay so these are these are short songs they're spurty songs yes uh you're upset you're upset yes this is a political time that we live in we're not crazy about these political figures. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to share with us about just the entirety of this album? Well, I believe that patriotism is a very interesting thing to think about. Um, a lot of people believe in patriotism being kind of, you know, uh, they'll, they'll mix it up. I don't want to say people believe it as nationalism, uh, but I believe that people do mix it up in that sense um it's very everyone can have pride you can be happy from where you come from i personally really like living in america and i would like to live here for a little while longer um and i believe i'm patriotic in the sense that i want what's best for the country um so i believe that i am a patriot now my views on patriotism are not shared with what we just found out to be a majority of people uh in the country and so when, you know, we hear people talking about how important uh, something as material as the American flag can mean to them or something as, uh, you know, who, who's president, uh, that, that, that is very important to a lot of people. And I still hold it close to me, um, but I'm not focusing on those material items or like what you know the figures themselves are obviously if you listen to the ep read the lyrics i have a lot of distaste for those figures after we as we were talking earlier track one donald trump is not my fuhrer yes um again going with the uh nationalism patriotism kind of like overlap i believe that uh trump is someone who uh has made a lot of <laughs> he's resembled hitler a lot in things that he has said whether it be you know the classic muslim ban build a wall um his constant threats on twitter for wars and nuclear chaos it's overblown everyone looks at it as a joke but it isn't too far off from what's happened it, from the past it parallels fascism in a lot of ways oh in a lot of ways where i wouldn't say that we live stripping in, humanity of yeah. uh, certain yeah. groups of people uh, likening them to vermin mm-hmm. uh, human rights yeah. yeah it's yeah. nothing to joke about no it is very real it is very real and i believe that having something that everyone does joke about you know a, someone who has been a celebrity uh someone who has you know been who's been very very gross talking about whether it be women another race uh whatever having that joke as a president um it desensitizes and normalizes all the things that we have fought so hard to get rid of. That's, that's how I make the connection between Trump and Hitler. And what I think is interesting about these two people, because I, I, I know uh, Sasha and Aiden better than I know the other two, but I, I get the sense that you, Aiden, are, are less of a patriot than he is. I, be, I, I have a feeling your feelings about this yeah. country are, don't resemble Sasha's necessarily. Well, I understand you know, it it is nice to live in America for some reasons. Like, yeah, that's just a fact. Like, there's things about here, and, you know, we grew up here. I, I was more thinking just patriotism, 
to me is imaginary, you know? It's like, you know, having pride in like the people in your community is one thing, but you know, when it's like based off of- Proud to be an American. <laughs> yeah, uh, when, it, when it's based <laughs> off of, you know, lines on a map that are otherwise just arbitrary, it's, it's not a real thing. And like you're saying, like what people, you know, label as patriotism is more often than not nationalism, which is just, you know, toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are the other 10%? That's track number two. The other 10%. The other 10% uh, is a, it, it means a lot to me because I, you know, talk about religion a lot. Um, just in quite a few. Of my Not in this conversation, guys. you haven't. Well, I know. Well, yeah. well, I've been waiting Not for this yet. one. Here we go. Um, the other ten percent is about, if I may. Yeah. Okay. The other ten percent is about a conversation I remember having with John about a conversation he had with him and his mother, and the It's when he first got a job, and the idea. I hope to not narrate. I just want to get the gist. Oh, cool. Yeah, awesome. Go for it. Thanks. Go um, the conversation that he had with his mother was um, him. It was her encouraging him to give ten percent of his income to the church. And to me, when I heard that, I was I was furious because this is my hardworking friend. You know, started working a machine shop. You know, the, or tractor supplies actually where he started working. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, once he got into the machine shop and was making real money, it's all like, that's a lot of money, you know. And you you never did it. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. But it's like, why would you give? Ten percent of you didn't make sense to me whatsoever. Well, so. and also, it becomes a moral dilemma when you're giving money to support a group or whatever you want to call it that you know has done morally questionable things. You know, totally. it's, it's like it's something you don't, or I don't want to speak for you, but I'm safe to say something you don't support personally. No, I ethically I'd definitely agree with you 100 percent um yeah no i <laughs> that's that's kind of like from my point of view that's kind of like the kicker about it like mm-hmm. you know you're giving away money and you're giving your money to someone who you know you feel has done a disservice to humanity and that and that and just is what you know the song is about it's like why would anyone give their money to exactly what he said people that have constantly we're still finding out about you know corruptions in multiple different churches too um they wanted you to give it to the catholic church uh yeah catholic church yeah Yeah, i think they have enough money yeah right (laughs) you would think yeah yeah so you didn't do that no no i didn't bravo and so you go out and you find your own community and you find you know absolutely you, you hopefully find what your parents are finding in that church in other ways and Absolutely. All the while keeping which that ten percent of money, mm-hmm. <laughs> which definitely like being in this band, like <laughs> yeah, makes a difference. I've yeah, no, I've. I'm really glad I've, you kept that ten percent for the van, John. <laughs> <laughs> Finish your thought, though. Um, I, I've just just I've I've been in the band for about a year and a half, and um. At first, it was just like, oh, yeah, no, this is fun. And, um, you know, I didn't, I, I saw Sasha take it so seriously, and I, and I couldn't, um, it, it, was, it was strange to get behind that. And, um, but really, um, now being so invested in this band, like, I realized that this band is, means 
like everything to me and and, and like what it means to me was about is that it's just it's all about change it whether it can be personal or political or but it's, Ch- joining this band was representative of change too yeah for and you. that's that's what i want to do like that's all i want to do is actually make a change not only for myself but for other people and like it's it's taken me a second to to realize that but um i you know just re just like just recently um i've really kind of just put two and two together and like that's that's who i want to be and like that's that's what i want to do and this band is in some ways a vehicle for that absolutely Kavanaugh's Coffin is, uh, yeah, is track number three. This is the one I get the most heated about. You get heated about it. Oh, yeah. I would I would probably agree. Yeah. So, Brett Kavanaugh, we all know the... Well, hopefully, we all know the story of Brett Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford. Dr. Ford uh, claimed that Brett Kavanaugh raped her. Brett Kavanaugh... Attempted to rape her. Uh, attempted to rape her, yes. Um, Brett Kavanaugh denied the claims and then became a Supreme Court Justice of the United States. That is a very... Very high ruling. Um, I and it all happened very fast. There was a lot of support, particularly from the Republican Party, particularly in that Republican Party from the Trump administration. Um, that there was there was so much support, and it all happened so fast. And before the time anyone got the chance to like really figure out what just happened, it was like, oh, now he's now he's one of the overseers. You know, like that. He's now he's on the Supreme Court. You know, and just yeah, he has a big fucking say, a real big one. Yeah, like you're talking about a very questionable character in a really high position of power, and it's like you know these are people you expect to be held to a higher standard to oh, some yeah. degree, and like I, you know, as someone who's like you know, sexual violence is like a personal thing to me, and like knowing that someone like that has a position of power is it's just like. It's a scary thing, and it's a sad thing just to know, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of dark uh, periods in the last few years in this country, but I, I feel like the, the election week and this week we're talking about right now were the two where you just, like, really felt it in the air. I mean, there's oh, been a yeah. lot of bad news days, but yeah. but this week in particular, like, everyone had the television on, everybody was watching the hearings, and it just was just, like, such a... Yeah, it's just one thing that means so many different things, you know? Like, it really... You know, for me, it made me question, like, I don't know, just, like, the safety of any given person. And it's, like, I just, I don't know, I think it's kind of really disrespectful that someone, you know, who's had those allegations is, like, they have a say in what any citizen can do, you know? And they get to say what's... what 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 goes well the difference making vote yeah a lot of issues now for the next 30 years exactly yeah so um scary I mean, it's been a clarifying few years i mean if that's one thing you can say about these trump years yeah. is that uh you mentioned earlier just, just just a few minutes ago about how you would expect that a person in position of power would have more you didn't use the word decency but you said something like that and it's like the more and more you see stuff like this is you think like, wait, why do I think that? Yeah, now we know where we stand. Exactly. And I think there's something to be said uh, for 
an awakening inside people. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it becomes difficult to have hope sometimes when given everything we've talked yeah. about the last two years. Yes. And then that can make it difficult to get stuff done and to feel good about, you know, the day to day life. But, you know, here we are. It's 2019. What do you want to see in the next like five to 10 for yourselves? You want to start off? And it do, and I'm not talking like yeah. career and I'm yeah. not talking about any of the bullshit that like you have to a- answer to yeah. at like family fucking holiday dinners. Yeah. I, I just mean like broadly. Uh, we've talked about like a lot of like heady philosophical sort of mm-hmm. changes you've yeah. made and things you've thought about. It doesn't even have to be something substantive like that, you know, you're doing in action. It can just be like a way of looking at the world mm-hmm. in a different way. But anything you have to share on that, I think would be great. No, take it away. Okay. I hope I can push all my bullshit aside and actually work with it. You know, like not just like act like it's not there or not say that I've worked through it or work with it. No, like I hope in five to 10 years I got some shit figured out. Obviously, you know, my uh, where I just want to be in general is like I love playing music. I don't care almost what kind it is. I loved I always love being on the road. That's my thing. But I think also like, you know, I was talking about my fun earlier. If I get my bullshit, not just throw it to the side, but fucking work with it and just go right through it and actually cut it out and like figure out who the fuck I want to be, who I am, I fucking, that'd be a great accomplishment within the next five to 10 years for me personally. That's where I would like to see myself. And you have some hope you can do that. Oh yeah. No, I won't fucking, I won't let down hope for that. I see so many people do that all the time and it's all like, nah, I'm gonna have a great fucking life. I'm here, you know? Good. I mean, if you believe that, I think you can make it so. Oh yeah, fuck yeah! Thanks for the support, <laughs> uh, Aiden. Do you have anything to add on this? Um, I mean, personally, the next five to ten years, like, I really just want to. I don't know. I feel like what's in front of me right now is to recover from whatever has happened. You know, I I just want to feel like. I went and came back, you know, I, I want to like, you know, feel a sense of fulfillment and be happy with my station in life. Um, and you know, also I want to be playing music and going on the road, you know, as far as physical things go, you know, so keeping doing what you have already yeah. started doing essentially. Yeah. Cause it seems like you're on that path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't know each other that well, yeah. but from afar, I mean, it it seems to me like things have gotten markedly better in the last five years. Yeah. And it makes me feel good to see that. Yeah. I think I'm uh, heading into a good chapter. Yeah. Cool. Making the right moves. <sighs> Look, I know that I don't know you guys <laughs> quite as well, but we are wrapping up the episode. So any anything you want to share with us, you know. Um. Oh, I'm just, I definitely want to be playing music absolutely for the rest of my life. But um, definitely my goals for the, like, the next five to ten years is to um, really kind of break out of my shell and um, instead of being um, so self-conscious of myself to be um, aware of political things and um, aware of... Um, um, like other people, and not not so self like 
not just so f- focusing on myself so much instead of just like actually being there for other people and you know yeah would you say you're an introvert yeah i i would say i, well, I am an introvert <laughs> so you'd like to have a little bit less of that maybe become a little more extroverted yes possibly. absolutely I'm with you. This man right here will help you do that. He can pour a little bit of his uh, extroversion. Uh, I think I overflowed. (laughs) (laughs) It spills on everybody around you. It's It's good, though. We can all use a little bit of that. Not me. I'm overflowing, too. I've got too much to do. Really? Yeah. Uh, Here we go. No, I mean, I I feel what John's saying, and uh, I also really... Because music is my main goal for sure. Yeah. Um, it has been for a long time. Uh, and I feel like especially this tour is going in the right direction, you know, for me. Uh, Do you need some glue? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Lips to mic is what he was referencing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the next five or whatever years just in like what I'll be doing and where I'll be going with my music, you know, and just that's what gives you hope yeah 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 well this is the vehicle for it you know definitely so this band's going on a tour yeah you're touring for most of the summer yes we are we are going on tour from june 27th to august 10th around the country and then have a series of weekends and other week and a half tours up until october Fall children. I wasn't (laughs) lying earlier when I said this band has momentum. It definitely has momentum. Yeah, and we're starting off the first two shows with the band State Faults, which I'm very excited about personally. A previous Uh, guest on the program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, those are going to be fun. And they, shows. you know what? They also can uh, help you out on the road a little bit. They 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 have some experience there. Far oh out. yeah, yeah, true. And if you want to see like what similarly uh, minded musical people are feeling at uh, age twenty seven to thirty, yeah. just go listen to their episode from uh, March. <laughs> yeah. You can see okay. all of the things you have to look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom wait. Tom Gaffey, we are listening to you. We always I, listen to you. I we know. love you. Well, do you have closing thoughts for us yeah, tonight? This is, this is more housekeeping and business that needs to be attended to here. Um, so uh, at this table is Aiden Morgan. Howdy. Uh, back in, uh, God, like 89, probably. Some show got over one night, and I'm out cleaning the streets because I'm afraid my dad's going to call <laughs> and complain the next day. And this guy pulls his blue Toyota pickup truck into the parking garage. And uh, puts his tailgate down, pulls out his guitar, and plays some of the most incredibly beautiful Hawaiian-style music that I'd ever heard. And uh, it was a beautiful night, uh, and things get very still late at night in this town. And this guy's voice and this guy's guitar work was just the perfect chamber for him to be playing it in was the parking garage down the street. That was Aiden's grandfather. No shit. No shit. And shortly after that, uh, one of Petaluma's finest guitar players ever to come through this town, uh, Aiden's father, started playing rock and roll on this stage. So uh, Aiden is the third generation of his family that have been playing on Keller Street. This is a big thing to me. Uh, Family and and legacy has always been uh, something that is important to me. And truthfully, that's one of the things that I did get from my father. Uh, he always taught me the importance of family, and he taught me the importance of legacy. 
uh, because uh, from legacy is uh, partly is who we come from. And Aiden comes from a family that's been playing music on this street since uh, uh, 89 at least. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was here to do it again tonight. And so it's always yeah. a huge thing. You guys have legacy because Fall Children has been playing on this stage for, yeah, a year and a half or longer. Yeah, it is about two years or so. Yeah, about two years. And, and uh, this, these are the things that, that make me want to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm hoping you guys keep coming back. And who knows, maybe if I'm around another 10, 15, 20 years. I'll be watching your get kids playing you. here. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, maybe I'll see other other members of your families play here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And John, um, with you, what you I hate to put you back in your spot, but what the best work you do uh, is the expression. Sometimes the best words are no words at all. <laughs> there was a movie called Being There with Peter Sellers, and uh, he was Chance the Gardener. And people, for some reason, felt that he was a prophet, felt that he had something very important to say. Actually, he was talking about gardening, but people would come to him with these deep questions and and looking for this great advice, and he would talk about gardening. And from just that, they would talk their way through their their problems. They would make the changes they need to make. This is how you're going to serve people. (laughs) You've got those eyes. You've got that quiet wisdom about you. Don't give that up. You're going to be making changes in people's lives. You just, uh, uh, <laughs> that's what you want to do. And there's something about you that I think you're going to do that anyway. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank keep you doing it. This is some you solid advice. Keep playing music. You're already in there. You already know how to oh, float yeah. down the river. <laughs> doing my best. The flow, man. So uh, it, when, you're, uh, when you're kayaking, because uh, I hang out with a lot of kayakers, and I, and I kayaked a little bit on the Trinity River and the American River. And the most perfect uh, trip down the river is with the fewest strokes. You get into the flow of the river, and you just let that river take you, and you will find your most perfect avenue by taking as few strokes as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. You came today floating on the river, and that's probably where you're going to be going for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, f- I hope so. Few gentle, easy strokes, and you're there. <laughs> Sasha, you are going to kick and scream your way through this whole thing. <laughs> but that's where you're going to find the answers. That's how I've been doing it forever. Oh, yeah, no. So, yeah, keep kicking and screaming. I will. Holy cow. What a crew you guys are. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was 19 and I wish I was going on my first tour across country. The only thing I'll say is when you get down into the South, be careful who you call Trump an asshole to. Listen to our, our uh, it was uh, Resilience. Listen to the, uh, the interview we had with the band Resilience. Oh, yeah. uh, because they go out to do battle. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but you guys aren't quite there yet, I hope. So give that, give that episode a listen. Yeah, I'm a little familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what a band. Uh, do they have a Ukiah guy in there for that matter? Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't either. Yeah. They kind of seem a little Ukiah. Yeah, oh yeah, they definitely did. And Ukiah's got hella legacy on this stage. That was AFI yeah. and, and I think Jim wants to lose chains. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it, no, no, that's yeah. great. You talk yeah, about yeah. legacy. That they, yeah, you're yeah. making a great point actually. You know, yeah, yeah. Which is which is you know, legacy can be the family you come from, yeah. but legacy can also be the community you're part of. Yeah. And uh you know, yeah. this this band is part of your guys' legacy. Yeah. Ukiah having a bunch of bands, you're part of that legacy now. 
And yeah. what a cool thing that we got to document yeah. that in so many different aspects of your life, your your, yeah. your viewpoints, your music. It's been very cool sitting here and talking tonight. Yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure. Well, this this episode will be released. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there was some there was uh, some discussion about whether or not we could do it without an outline. We did fine. Um, Tom, what an outro! Thank you so oh, much for that. Anyway, thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. Thank you so much for having us. It was a uh, hot, confusing day in Petaluma, California. Wasn't it? You drove two and a half hours to get here. A little more. (laughs) And uh, you all rearranged your day, and I'm really glad that you did. The, The energy and the conversation we had today was very fucking cool. Yeah. And happy birthday. Uh, 19. Hey. Wow. Yeah. So, Fall Children, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a fun conversation, great performance. Um, and uh, speaking of that, I've already seen it, but to the listener who mm-hmm. hasn't, stick around because in just a moment, yeah. four songs by the band Fall Children it's is a great next. Set. Thanks again, everybody. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.
Thank you.